Welcome back to Owl's Yarns. I'm Al. As I've discussed uh, during season one of my podcast, that um, yeah, alcohol played a big part in my life and um, <laughs> did I went through some money, eh? And the funny thing is now that now I'm um, I'm sober. Um, yeah, before COVID, I uh, I still went out. Like I still gone to concerts and partied and have a good time. Um, yeah, my wife's a social drinker. Um, and the funny thing is that uh, we went to see, um, this is a few years ago back now, we went to see the Dixie Chicks at the um, at the uh, convention centre at Darling Harbour. And uh, and she went to the bar, um, saved me going, and she got, she bought a wine back for herself and and a, I think she put a wine or cocktail back, something like that, for herself. And I, um, I let them squash because I was driving, of course. And the funny thing was, I said, "Oh, how much that cost you?" And then she started laughing. And she goes, "Since you've been sober, you've turned into a tight ass." And I suppose that was true because when I was drunk, I didn't care how much I sp- I spent. You know, Did, didn't matter. So that was quite funny. But it's good to actually um, come home and have have money in your wallet and. And uh, wake up knowing what you've done and you haven't got into trouble and you haven't been a goose and things like that or fallen down somewhere. But um, but over time, yeah, um, you know, I'm f- just over five and a half years sober now. And, uh, yeah, last year uh, in uh, yeah, April 2020, um, I was just gone four years sober. And, um, yeah, and I got hit with another curveball, but... Me being in this program, it's made me a lot stronger. Um, I've got the tools behind me to help me get through whatever comes my way, no matter how bad it was. Uh, yeah, I've got an older brother who's um, uh, 67 who lives in England. I spoke to him about him before uh, when I went to England for my 21st, back earlier on in season one. And, um, yeah, and um, he's been crook on and off for a while since... December 2019, um, he had a bit of pneumonia and yeah, a bit of a nasty cough and um, he couldn't shake it. Um, he got better and come back again, got better come back again. And then, um, yeah, one day um, he just wasn't, he just couldn't get to bed. He felt really achy and sore and um, so his wife rang the doctors and um, thought they said, um, get him to come down to the surgery and he goes, you can't move, you can't get down to the surgery. She said, well, I think you better call the ambulance. So she called the ambulance and she went to uh, East Surrey um, Hospital and uh, and he ended up, um, he had uh, the virus of COVID. Um, and it wasn't, because he's already been sick as well, it wasn't looking too good. And because he's had heart troubles in the past, they couldn't insulate him either. So he was on um, oxygen and um, he was doing all right. Like, he's starting to come back. Um, he's there for a couple of days and, um, yeah, he was sort of up and down, but they said there was, he, he had good vital signs and, and um, everything was looking was looking pretty good for him. But then um, but then he started to go downhill really, really fast. Um, yeah, his lungs, only about 50%. Capacity, breathing on his own, his lungs. Um, they, they just weren't 
uh, strong enough uh, for him to um, to breathe out any help. And uh, yeah, and um, unfortunately, um, he passed away. Um, it was tough because I was on on the other side of the world and we couldn't fly because of the COVID. Um, I couldn't get there to be with his family. Um, yeah, he left behind um, yeah, his wife, uh, six kids, 12 grandkids, I think 13 grandkids and one great-grandson. And, and, and we've had a couple more born since then too now. So, it was uh, yeah, it was hard on everybody, um, especially his family over here in Australia. Um, I've got a brother who lives in China. Um, same with him. It was hard for him. He, he can go over and he was quite close to, to, to my older brother as well. But I did get to see um, uh, footage of his uh, of his uh, service um, via Zoom. So, so even though I couldn't be there personally, but at least I could see it via Zoom. So that was so that was pretty good send send off on my part, at least anyway. Um, but yeah, as soon as I found out, like within the week, um, I went to my grief counselor again. And um, I had two sessions with him, um, and that's all I needed this time, because I didn't let because I didn't let it linger like I did last time with my brother and my mother. I got straight into it straight away. Bang, done. I felt a lot better, and um, yeah, it's well, it was uh, it's been over twelve months now, and um, and uh, I actually wrote this poem for him at the start of the year, and I should read it now. It's called Big Brother. Twelve months has flown by, where time doesn't stand still. Through our busy lives, I just want one more glance of you. One more smile, one more dad joke, one more phone chat. I know our lives will entwine again one day, but for now, you live in my heart and my memories. One more time, one more laughter, one more cricket chat. So for now, every night before bed, I look up the stars, blow a kiss to the skies, and say goodnight to my big brother. And that's what I still do. Every night I go outside. I have a little wee on the grass. I look up at the sky. Have a few minutes chat to him. About my day, how it's going. I blow my kiss and go to bed. And that's pretty special to me. And that brings us to the end of another podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, be kind to yourself. 